0: Welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Fruitfulness on the Frontline series. We're going to be continuing our, our, our kind of theme on being on the front line. And we've gone done life on the front line and now we're going to fruitfulness on the front line. Uh, so it, it's... We're going to be using the book of Colossians, the letter to Colossians written by Paul. And we're not going to go by chapter by chapter on this. So we're going to be jumping all over the place on this. It's not a book by book, which we may get, uh, have been used to. It's going to be all over the place according to the themes which we're going to be looking at. And so my theme today is going to be looking at big picture. What the big picture is about life on the front line. And you're most of the way going, what on earth is life on the front line? So, uh, yeah, it, it's really what kind of Paul is alluding to throughout his writings. He never uses the word front line. That would be really easy if he, he was using that word in, the, in this letter, but he's not using that letter, uh, that, that word in this, in this letter, but he is alluding into it. So front line is a military term, okay? Would you agree with that? It's a military term? yeah we only have to read the news or watch the news how and it will show us the ukrainian army is pushing the front lines in the war with russia He's, uh, they're taking back territory that was once theirs and the occupying forces of russia have a fight on their hands uh, they're trying to contain the zealous ukrainians who are the underdogs and we always cheer on the underdogs, don't we? Yeah? We, we do cheer on the underdogs. Because they have limited resources. Uh, but they won't give up even in the face of the odds being against them. Because Russia is bigger than them. So what on earth has this word to do with us? What on earth does a military word... Due to the um, yeah meaning for us being Christians this morning, or a follower of Jesus, so Paul's opening verses calls the brothers and sisters holy. Now we might be thinking holy means that someone is like someone who floats around. You know, they never never actually walks; they just float, they just levitate. Yeah, a bit holy than now oh yeah that kind of thing do you think that's that's the kind of thing what you think of about a holy person yeah someone what may look rather condescendingly on someone who's lower than them maybe yeah down their nose i'm better than you kind of this yeah would you say that's a good kind of description of what holy means to some because there are some people are like that there are some people what do kind of seem like they float around and not yeah being no good to anyone really they just float but holy means in this in this passage something far more it's not this stereotype that categorizes some people of faith but holy means a people that are set apart that means they are being made whole they're in the process of being made whole. It's a holy people while well, they set apart and chosen. They have made that decision to follow Jesus. And so his holiness, Jesus' holiness, is given to them. It's not because they're their good enough to be holy, but he makes us holy. His, they have given their allegiance to another Kingdom to another king to live for something better, to be in Christ, to have our identity in Him. It is an invitation to become part of a resistance movement. Wow, resistance movement! Do you want to join the resistance movement? Freedom fighters fighting for something which is really good. Because that's the invitation what Jesus is giving us, to follow him, to fight against injustice, to proclaim the good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You see, the front line is wherever we are, in our workplaces Maybe at the school gate, in our schools, in our colleges, our unis, wherever we are. It could be at the till in the supermarket. It could be uh, with our next door neighbors. Wherever we can make a difference with a smile, with a kind word or action, that is our front line. Ah, you may say, you don't have to be a a Christian to do good stuff. But the thing is, I believe it helps. Being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus helps. You see, the thing is, we're, that is not our default position to help others. That's not our default position. We don't really kind of think of others before ourselves. We are complicit to this current occupying force, the um, preoccupation with ourselves. What I want, what about me, what about my needs, my rights? You see, we must all admit at some point in our lives that something is broken in this world. Would you agree with that? Do we live in a broken world? We've just been praying. We've just been interceding for this world because it's broken. We only look at the current situations in this world, the widening gap between rich and poor, the current cost of living crisis, the climate uh, crisis, wars, and the constant rattling of sabers, nation against nation. This was not the world's original design. Jesus was part of its creation. That everything was supposed to be good. And and the creation of of these human beings, us, was very good. But something broke. We chose to try and do it on our own. To ignore what God had created, ignoring his way and superimpose our own way. And what is the common factor of the problems of this world? What is the common factor? Us. We're the common factor. We're the problem. It's a problem that we can't fix by ourselves, by our own imagination or our own self-examination. It all falls short. Nothing will produce change we need because we we are incapable of that change, to move away from our own preoccupation with self. To, no longer, to be no longer complicit to the darkness we find ourselves in. He wants to rescue us, to bring us into the freedom of a new kingdom where light reigns, not darkness, to bring reconciliation, which is a big old word, to heal, make whole, bring two opposing sides together, to bring peace, appeasement, atonement, to bridge the divide. All of us have missed the mark. That's what sin means. We've all missed the mark. You know, if we, we're trying to hit a target, okay, but if there's no target to hit, we keep on missing. We miss that mar- uh, that target all the time. And God's standard is way up here and no matter uh, no matter what we do any good works we try and do to to hit that mark he has set it's impossible. We try and pile up all these good things and we can't uh, we can't get there we miss his standard and if we say that we haven't sinned we haven't fallen short we actually deny our own nature it's part of our nature to be rebellious how many times if i had a sign here that says do not touch wet paint what are you going to do yeah or if it's yeah hot do not touch what are you going to do is it really hot yeah if you see a sign that don't do something, we seem to automatically go against it. It's as though we are wired that way, to go against the flow. We're all very good at lying to ourselves. We cover up our own mistakes. We let ourselves off the hook while pointing the finger at those judging saying that their failings are greater than their own. Fortunately, there is hope, though. It's not all doom and gloom. There is hope. And all we need to do is raise our hands and admit our shortcomings. God, who was pleased to have his fullness to dwell in Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. The only way God can help us was by sacrificing himself on the cross to heal the divide between us and him. Sin, which is missing the mark, Created this divide, separating us from our Creator. So, by admitting our need for Jesus, we can have forgiveness of our sins. And He will present us holy in His sight, without blemish and free from accusation. Wow. A free pass. A free pass. Not only that, in 1 Corinthians 5 it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone who is in Jesus, has become a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Though God was making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Being on the front line is to be an ambassador, an ambassador of healing, forgiveness, a freedom fighter, a part of the resistance to the way the world does things. No longer living for ourselves but for others, making the appeal to others to be reconciled to God. The big picture for our front line is fruitfulness. To live as agents of a better world, full of the Holy Spirit, producing the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. There is no law against these. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. I found this poem in one of the books I've been reading, which is about, uh, it's called Red Moon Rising, the story of 24-7 prayer. And it says these words. Do you want to look for my fullness? This is Jesus. Just imagine Jesus asking these questions. Do you want to look for my fullness? Do you want to partner with me? Do you want to count for my kingdom? Do you want to see miracles and stand for justice? Do you want to see reconciliation and people set free? Do you want to see nations transformed by the power of prayer? Then come, follow me. And I will show you where to go. It's not to the platform, the spotlight speaker. It's not to the conference, the meeting, or the camp. Come with me to the darkest places. Come to the hurting, the howling, the hollow faces. Come with me to the addicted, the convicted, and the caught. Come with your light. Run with your salt. Come to the sorrow, the suicide tree. Come to the uh, stable. Come, follow me. This is what it is to be a freedom fighter for Jesus, to join the resistance to be on the front line to make a difference so if you want to follow Jesus and make a difference in this world if you want to just chat with me afterwards please feel free no pressure but if you're interested in wanting to know more yeah there's people around here which will help point the way shall we pray So Father, we come to you, humbly before you, and admit that we have missed the mark. Lord, we want to follow you and do your work in this place to be part of the movement of changing this world for the better through our love through our care so Lord we pray now that you fill us with your Holy Spirit that you draw us to yourself that we may know you and turn our lives to follow you fully and wholeheartedly In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.